In this attic, lot going on, but there ain't no need to panic. Come on up and join, we getting wild, getting manic. Spitting truth for all you fanatics. Uh, every week got something new to say. Ain't no filter, this shit coming straight from the brain. It's coming straight from the brain. Yeah, it's coming straight, coming straight from the brain. What's up, everybody? Today is Friday, December 3rd, 2021. This is A Talk in the Attic, which of course means I'm your host, Kirk Ross. As most of you already know, our 10-year-old Pug Nunzio escaped and went on a 22-hour journey a couple weeks back, and today's show is all about that journey, and it's all from Nunzio's perspective. Once again, this episode is all from Nunzio's perspective. He's a dog, okay? Not even an especially intelligent dog at that. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a clever little guy, but he's not exactly Marmaduke either. But what Nunzio lacks in accurate perceptions of time and distance, he more than makes up for with colorful storytelling. And so now, without further ado, I present to you the world premiere of Nunzio's Big Night Out. Cue the music, please. And let's start the show. Nunzio's Big Day Out by me, Nunzio Ross. It all started one snowy morning at my house in Grand Rapids, Michigan. My uncle opened the door to take out the trash when I snuck right out behind him. Ha 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 ha, sucker! I snickered to myself as I slipped around the corner. But once I remembered that snow wasn't food, and that snow also means it's cold out, I started to feel like the sucker. Right as I was about to start scratching out the door, they hate when I do that, by the way, I smelled something amazing. I'd smelled this thing before, years back. So I headed for the dampest area of the backyard to see what I could find. Woohoo! Mushrooms! I howled. Oh! As I gobbled them up. In just a couple shakes of my own tail, I became a new dog. I could smell colors. Hell, I could see colors, too. I'm typically colorblind. Dog years and human years melded into one indecipherable unit of measurement, which really isn't any different than my normal perception of time, sure, but this time I felt kind of weird too. My mushroom friends and I shared our favorite stories. We laughed and laughed and laughed, and if I'm honest here, the laughter became a little bit intense, honestly, because uh, these mushroom things had never even spoken with me before, and now here they are cracking jokes. As the laughs turned to ritualistic chants, I knew I had to do something. So I leaped over the roof of our garage. I tell you, I must have been a million feet high before I landed over by the spooky graveyard down the street. The sign at the cemetery says I'm not allowed to go in there. But my parents never seemed to mind, so fuck it. But suddenly, as I was trying to cross the street, I get yelled at by all these giant robots. Hey, get out of the way! Call the pound! Beat it, pug! One lady even jumped out of a robot and tried to catch me, so I ran in front of a bunch of other robots so that she couldn't catch me. It was fun and it was hilarious. But then, poof, there was no lady. There were no robots. It was just me spinning gently through the cosmos, pondering life's big questions. Things like, where am I? Who's a good boy? And what the hell were those mushrooms I just ate? When the truth is found to be But that's when my instinct kicked in. Aha! 
If I pee on this tree, then I'll always own this tree. Which, you know, really has nothing to do with the story, but it's always good to own the trees. That's the point here. I started thinking to myself, hey, I wonder where my normal yard is from here. I knew that if I could just smell all the trees that I already own, then I'll probably be closer to back home. I tend to own a lot of the trees in my neighborhood. Okay, Nuncy, I think we can make it home. All we got to do is just stay focused, okay? No distractions. A squirrel! Holy smokes, it's a squirrel. Fuck whatever I was just thinking about back then. Squirrels over everything, right? And I bet I could catch a squirrel too. I just need to focus. Only focus on the squirrel. No more distra- Pizza! You smell that? It's pizza. Pizza over everything, right? And I let my nose lead me from there. And before I knew it, I was in the middle of a back alley some two million miles away from home. I'd never been around a wild pack of stray dogs before, but I knew right what they were right when I saw them. They all had scars. They all had relationship issues. They all had drinking problems. And the biggest, strongest, drunkest one of them all had my pizza. Or so I thought. Suddenly, a circle of vagrants formed around us. A cat in a tuxedo stepped out and declared, Let's get ready to rumble! I'm not going to lie, I was starting to get pretty excited about this big rumble that was about to happen. Until I realized that I was in the middle of the circle and I was part of the rumble. Sure enough, this giant teen wolf-looking motherfucker of a stray was on me like stink on a monkey. He uppercutted me into the air. I got punched in the face. I got kicked in the chin. I got sliced in the gut. He even clawed off my penis, people. For real. I watched my little penis wiggle around on the ground as I scrambled away from this savage. I mean, can I get a foul call on the account of the severed penis ref? Jeez. I wanted to give up. But I didn't. I looked him right in the snout and I said, Is that all you got, pussy? Suddenly he relaxed his jaw and his eyes softened. I don't know where you came from, old boy, but I like your style. I wagged my tail in excitement. My name's Duke, and I've been on the streets a long time. I've dispatched pit bulls sooner than I've been at it with you. You're tough. I like that. How'd you like to be my right-hand man? Woohoo! right? We slap paws to make it official. As my destiny as a stray street tough was cemented in blood. And wouldn't you know it, Duke was my new best friend. We did everything together. Went scrounging for snacks, sniffed other dogs' butts, took vacations to other alleys, even went and saw the Baja Men in concert. Who let the it, dogs it, out? it wasn't a good show. I even got inked up for the first time. Pug life across the very same belly that Duke had just sliced to pieces. But running the streets had its dark side. First it was the booze. Then it was the Bolivian marching powder. And then before you knew it, I was shooting the good old stuff straight into my veins. We actually call heroin chihuahua in the dog community. Uh, Both go by Mexican brown, if you catch my drift. But all the partying aside, we were really having a hell of a time. Don't get me wrong, but shooting chihuahua ain't cheap. And the pigs don't exactly have interest in hiring a pug to help around the precinct. So what other choice do we have? That's right, me and Duke took to Robin. And we was good at it, too. But then we got sloppy. Told an undercover German Shepherd about our next job and they nabbed us. They gave me three years in the clink. Now that's an effective life sentence for an old boy like me and I... No matter what they told me, I knew I couldn't stay. 
And if there's one thing dogs are known for, it's digging. And so that's exactly what I did, people. I dug and I dug and I dug. And before long, I was out in the streets again. But I knew I had to stay away from Duke this go-round. This was my second chance to do it the right way. I tried to go straight. Bought me a nice tailored suit and everything. But it's tough times out there. Look, nobody's trying to hire an addict with a flat face and a checkered past. And somehow I had to make ends meet. And so I took to the streets. Shaking my little moneymaker out there for 60 bucks a screw. And I gotta tell you, the cash was good. But it was hard on my soul. The cycle seemed endless. Show some leg, screw, shame, leg, screw, shame. Show some leg, get screwed, have some shame... It just goes on and on and on. And it was only a matter of time before I ended up with the wrong John. A man handed me his business card. He said, if I call this number, I can make enough money to never turn another trick again. Then he welcomed me into his van, and that's when things slowed down. down. Next thing I know, I'm in a life-or-death competition with other dogs that got nothing to lose. The games were familiar, but the consequence for failure? Immediate execution. We played tug of war, we played marbles, even got to lick some honeycomb. I looked around at the set of this Korean game show and I thought to myself, is this what I've become? Huh? Hey, hey, wait a minute, Nunsi. Come on. Now you're just telling me the plot of Squid Game. This is bullshit. Okay, okay. I, I may have been embellished in those last few plot points, okay? So let me take you back to where things got off track, uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I smelled pizza. Now, I'm not sure what got into me, but I was weaving in and out of traffic like my main man, Frogger. I took Fuller up across Michigan. I managed to get across I-196. I even crossed Leonard, for God's sake. These are busy roads. One might call them a thoroughfare. And all the robots must have been pretty impressed with me crossing these roads because they all kept honking at me and cheering me on the whole time. Honk this, honk that. I'm like, hey, yeah, thanks, yeah, fuck you too. I yelled at the humans as they encouraged me to stay on my mission. I came across a gang of wildlife, but unlike Duke in the back alley, boys, these animals were milky white, straight out of a Disney flick. Pure as the driven snow. There was a hilarious little possum that everyone called Popo. I asked him what he thought about the decision to call possums opossums these days. And he said that while he's not really one for breaking traditions, the word change didn't bring some awareness and attention to the opossum community, so who was he to make a stink? I told Popo I understood his position on the opossum change and then quickly moved out of the opossum small talk and moved into really what I wanted to know from him, some tips on how to play possum. He resisted it at first, saying, oh, yeah, that's all everybody ever wants from me. You know, it's, uh, 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 everyone wants to know how to play dead, but hey, he obliged anyway. And he was good at it, too. Laid there for 30 minutes. I actually tried telling him goodbye a few times, but he never budged. So I continued my mission. Hey, what was my mission anyway? Boy, it's sure gotten dark out here. And loud. And scary. But right before I completely lost my shit altogether, I looked up to find a woman unpacking her car in the snow. Hey, she'll probably remember what my mission was. Hey, you lady, come over here. What's my mission? So I went and checked with her. Not gonna lie, she didn't know anything. But she did manage to get one of her neighbors to open the front door. And they were talking about some random human stuff. When, just like I'd done at the beginning of the story, I snuck right through the doorway, but this time into a warm house. And best part about this particular warm house? The loving family who looked very different than my mom and dad, but who loved me all the same. 
There was even a tiny, uncoordinated human who didn't know how to poop in the toilet either. We bonded over that. The two of us really hit it off. By the way, the tiny humans, they always poke and they pinch a lot and they grab my ears. They don't know what to do, but they're always nice to me, you know. Finally, after a long trip away, something inside my heart felt like home. But as I settled into bed that night, forcing my way between two strangers I've only just met, I couldn't help to think back to all that time ago. Hours or days or years. And I couldn't help but think of my real home. Before the mushrooms or the cemetery or the pizza. Before Duke and the drugs and the dog pound. So as I laid there falling asleep, I dreamed of home and I dreamed of my mom and dad. And they must have been dreaming of me too. Because the next morning they came right over to the house I was in and they picked me up. And it was then that I remembered this mission that I'd forgotten while I was away. The mission of this journey, people, was to make it back home. Well, mission accomplished. The end. I don't want to hear no shit out of you guys making fun of me wearing those kinky boots. Pug's got to do what a pug's got to do. <laughs> <laughs>